0: Hello and welcome to the European Hoops podcast. We are a Sport presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. Three times a week, every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, we recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. My name is André and this is my co-host Duke Valent. How are you doing? I know I couldn't be any happier having EuroLeague doubleheader this week to cover.
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, I'm 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 excited to see this doubleheader. Uh, a lot of important games. So let's get to it.
0: On this episode, we will be previewing all the nine games from Round 28, the second half of this doubleheader week. These games will be happening Thursday and Friday. And for full disclosure, we are recording this preview on Tuesday evening in order to be able to get it out for you guys to listen. It's ahead of all the games, so we won't be aware of what is happening on the Round 27 games, and we will be previewing of what we expect to see happening on the games happening on Thursday and Friday. Let's start as we always do by catching up with all the news that uh, came out regarding the competition. We just had news breaking that uh, Jalen Adams from Maccabi will be missing the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. The other big news that came out was that Goodrich extended his contract for three more seasons with Fenerbahce. Goodrich is having a great season, ranking second in PER for the team behind only Motley. Goodrich is a 6'6", 196 centimeters, shooting guard small forward, player from Serbia. He's averaging 12.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 3.4 assists and one steal per game. Duke, what is your breakdown of Goodrich as a player and how do you like this extension for? Or defender by your future.
1: I like it a lot. Um, based on the team they have and some of the players that they have on contract, uh, they just signed Tyler Dorsey uh, until twenty twenty five. I think so. I think this is a very important move for them. Uh, Goodrich is a very good player. Uh, he spent some time in the NBA, so he has that experience. He he's a he's a very good shooter. He can play make. He can he can facilitate, and he can drive, especially left. So I like his game a lot. And I think he, he complements what uh, Etudij and Fenerbahce wants to do. He
0: has been a great fit for them and uh, it's it's always good to see teams building and thinking about the future and trying to keep the, their core players together. He has, he's having a good season and looking forward to see him building from, from where he is right now. Let's move on and let's start previewing the round 28 games. On Thursday, we start with a match between Alba and Virtus. Alba is last in the standings, but after Lowe's return, they revamped their season with two good performances in Serbia beating Red Star and having a high level first half against Partizan on the last round before this doubleheader. Virtus ranks 12 with a 12 wins and 14 losses record and still dreams with the playoffs. This makes this matchup a must win for them. On Virtus' last 5 games heading into this doubleheader, they won 3 and lost 2. They were able to beat 2 teams that are below them on the standings in Red Star and Asvel and had an important home win against Bascogne. They lost against Barcelona and Fenerbahce by significant margins. When these two teams lost my pack in December, Virtus got the win 85-76, with Kyle Wims being named the game MVP, while one of Tiago's favorites, Sigma, was the best player for Alba. How do you see this one unrolling, Diogo? Uh,
1: I think uh, Alba has a chance to, to get a win here. Um, Virtus hasn't been a very good team on the road. And like you said, Alba has been playing better since Modolo has returned. Um, according to their record, uh, Alba is not... The, the best home team. Uh, so the fact that Virtus is not a great road team may not mean much, but the fact is that they didn't have low for a lot of those games and he's such a big part of that team. So I think Alba has a chance here to, to put Virtus away for that playoff hunt. I think this is a must-win game for Virtus because if they lose it, the, they're going to fall back in the standings because the other teams are, are getting the, some wins now especially Efez, that has some momentum lately. So I think this is a very important game, uh, but I think Alba is going to be able to get the win.
0: I fully understand your position, but I, I'm curious on knowing why are you kind of high in the end of the season for Alba? You had just picked them has uh, having a chance to, to beat Zalgiris on uh, round 27, and now you are picking them as having a chance to beat uh, Virtus on round 28. I also agree with you that there is a chance and uh, that they might be able to do it. But what makes you confident that they will be able to get these somewhat surprising wins against teams fighting for the playoffs?
1: Yeah, they like we said already, they've been playing well lately. And I just think Zalgiris and Virtus are two teams that struggle a lot on the road. So it's just a good feeling. I just think Alba really has a chance to, to win these games. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's possible or likely that they are not going to win both, but but I feel confident in, in saying that they're going to win this game
0: I feel you I, I understand they are playing a good basketball they are they have a very good transition offensive game going on and since Low came you saw that team being revamped and starting to play at a, a much better level they are being able to put up a fight even with teams that supposedly are above their level playing at home I would agree with you that they have a good chance to surprise at least one of these teams but let's move on to Kaunas speak about the team we just spoke about Zalgiris they will be be receiving Asval on this uh, round 28. Zalgiris still have a legit playoff aspirations the rest of the way, and they are aiming to get there. And uh, after the two blowout losses against Real and Barcelona that they just had on the road, they need to bounce back in this doubleheader to be able to stay in the contention for the playoffs. Zalgiris, with 9-3 record at home, has one of the best home courts in the competition. And behind their crowds, I would have them as favorites in this matchup against Asvel In November, when these two teams met, Zalgiris got the road win 76-93 behind a great performance from Thomas Dimche with 21 points, shooting 5 of 6 from 3. Do you expect them to win again this time around? Yeah, uh,
1: I don't see a way where Asval can steal this one. Uh, I think Zalgiris is aware that, that they need to win games, especially after losing back-to-back uh, in Spain. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for them now to, to have after those losses because it's a good way for them to bounce back. Uh, I think at home, the, the crowd is going to be with a lot of energy and I think they're going to be able to feed off that crowd and have a good performance at home and hopefully for them to, to stay in this playoff hunt. So I, I think
0: Zagiris wins this one. I'm also favoring them and I think they, they have a good mm-hmm. chance to beat, to beat Aswell at home. Which matchups are you looking at? And hopefully we are not picking anybody that uh, suffers an injury on the the first hand of this uh, doubleheader. I see Aswell having very good guards, and Zalgiris having very good wings. We already picked Zalgiris to win this game, but is there some matchups of players that might be facing each other on this game that you will be paying special attention to? Yeah,
1: um, I think Bresdekic is going to play the, the two, with Ulanovas at the three. So for that two-guard matchup, uh, I have Bresdekic and Nando DiColo. Colo. Because I think Devost and uh, Isaiah Taylor are going to be matched up, and that's also going to be an interesting one. Uh, but I think uh, Nando and Brisdecus could be the the best matchup in this game.
0: I'm curious to see how Aswell will be dealing with size of um, of Zalgiris' wings on this game. That will be yeah, something I agree too. with you. To be tracking and to be watching. it. The next game on the docket is Olympiacos against Bayern. Two different stories heading into this doubleheader week with Bayern breaking a four-game losing streak at home, beating Red Star 87-80. Olympiacos, on the other hand, had a surprising 21-point loss on the road against Milano that broke their seven-game winning streak. Last time these two teams met back in November, Olympiacos got the 11 points road win. Behind the always impressive Sasha Vzenkov with 20 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and one block, I expect that at home Olympiacos will dominate this matchup. Do you agree with me?
1: I don't know if they're going to dominate it, but I do think they will win. Uh, Bayern has been playing better. I think it could be a tough game, but I do think Olympiacos is going to win uh, at home after playing Barcelona, which could go. It's a game that could go either way. So I think that they're going to try to dominate Bayern, like you said. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be capable of that because Bayern is a good team. So I think it could be a good game. But I do think Olympiak is is winning this one, for sure.
0: I agree with you on that. And uh, for me, I just think that... uh despite Bayern being a very physical team and trying to slot on the pace of the game and trying to dominate the game with their physicality. That's a style where Olympiakos is able to thrive and especially where Zankov is able to thrive. And I don't see them having a match for for him and for the power of Olympiakos. And I think Olympiakos will be able to control the pace of this game. I think they will be extremely motivating for both games of this doubleheader after their disappointing loss on the road because of the way that they lost it. So I'm certain that Olympiakos will be extra motivated for for this game but let's move on for for the game of the team that beat Olympiacos on the the last round Milano where the home team will be receiving Partizan Partizan is in 6th place with 14 wins and 12 losses with Milano in 14th place with 1 game less with 10 wins and 15 losses. On our previous episode, when previewing the playoff battle, we went over the hard schedule that Partizan has the, the rest of the way, placing them as as the likely eighth seed once the regular season is done. This makes this game a very important game for them and a game that uh, they need to win if they they want to secure that eighth place. I'm I'm curious on this game to see the the front court battles. Uh, I know that the game maybe won't be decided there, but uh, Milano tends to be very physical and has players able to do it and uh, against a player like Lasortes I, I want to see who, who will win it and who will be on top of, the, of that battle. Uh, we see Partizan thriving many times when they are be able to have the ball running through through their inside players and uh, and having them posting up and, and creating advantages to their outside players. And uh, I think Milan's defensive strategy might give them some trouble. I just don't know if Milan will have enough offensive power on this game to, to be able to get the win.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think Partizan is a better team offensively. Uh, But it is a home game for Milano. And maybe if Siobhan Shields uh, gets back and plays, uh, I think this could be a very good one. Uh, I might lean Partizan, but I think it's going to be a very good game.
0: Yeah, I'm also leaning partisan on this one, and I'll probably pick them as favorites to to get this victory. But let's continue. And the, the first day of round 28 ends in Madrid in a game between Spanish teams where Real will receive Valencia. Real will want to keep winning to secure the, the first place they, they currently hold. They And to keep building on their five-game winning streak, heading into this double header week. Last time these two clubs met, Real got the seven-point road, road win. Valencia comes into this doubleheader week on uh, bad momentum, having lost three out of their last four games, and having a heavy loss in Vitoria on their last game, where they lost one hundred fourteen seventy five against Basconia. A surprising win for Valencia here could revamp revamp their playoff aspirations. Do you think that they can do it?
1: I think they could do it. Obviously, it's very hard because Real Madrid has so many options and they're such a, a very good team. Uh, I think they could do it. like If they get off from three, which we know they can because the way they move the ball and the shooters they have. But but I just don't think it's likely to happen. Uh, I think Real Madrid is going to win this game. Uh, I think it could be a very good one, but, but I got to give the edge to Real Madrid.
0: For me, the only way that Valencia can win this one is if they they are completely on fire from three and they, they managed to outscore Real and I think that with uh, Real Madrid's size on, on their wings and uh, all of their talent it will be extremely hard for, for Valencia to be able to do it. I agree. Let's continue and let's now preview the, the second day of round 28 and the last four games of this round. We start with the exciting match between the two teams that we expect to see in the playoffs in Eiffel and Maccabi. Uh, this almost was named uh, the violent matchup of the week but we mm. will get to that one later. F <laughs> seems to be slowing finding their rhythm and they are now in eighth place with a 13 wins and 12 losses record with one game less and uh, won three out of their last four games heading into this uh, doubleheader. Maccabi comes into, into this doubleheader week with in ninth place with 13 wins and 13 losses and uh, like we spoke in our preview of which teams are making it to the playoffs we expect them to make it having a favorable schedule the rest of the way but uh, for sure they don't want and they can't trail too far behind from the playoff positions and this is a spot where they might be catching another loss in tel aviv maccabi won 80 72 do you think that they can do it again
1: i think they can but i don't think they they will (laughs) Uh, i think i think fh is motivated to, to finish the season strong um not knowing if Misic will be back yet or not, uh, but I think they want to finish it strong. Uh, Shane Larkin has, has been playing pretty well. Will Claburn has stepped up also. So uh, and, and like we've been saying all year, th- they've been in this position uh, where they got to turn it up, like whether it's in the playoffs or a- at the end of some regular season. So they're ready for these moments, uh, and I think that they're going to get this win. I think it's going to be a very good game, Uh, Very entertaining, very close game, high scoring but I I think F is going to get the win in the end.
0: The only thing that I am wondering about here is about fatigue. We see many times in these situations where a star player goes down that we see the other players stepping up and the Playing better, and we have seen great performance from Larkin, from Clyburn, from Elijah Bryant, and uh, uh, I wonder in the in the, this game being the second half of um, a doubleheader, and with them being slightly shorter on their rotation. If uh, there is a, an angle here for, for Maccabi that uh, themselves just lost a player to, to be extra motivated and be able to, to surprise FS But I would as well favor FS. The next game on the docket might be the game of round 28 with Fenerbahce welcoming Barcelona. With potentially two of the best rosters in the competition going at each other, this is a game for coaches to shine and I expect it to be a great game to watch. Fender comes into this doubleheader in fourth place with a game less and a record of 16 wins and 9 losses, while Barcelona is third but tied in the win column with Real and all with 18 wins. Real with one game less is currently in first place. Teams should be close to full force for this game. I absolutely love that. We probably will also have Dorsey being able to debut in this doubleheader week. And we expect him to have a somewhat limited role. But he's another piece for this puzzle. And it will be very intriguing to, to see what uh, challenges Itudis and, Sar- and Sarunas will be presenting at, at each other on this game. When these two teams last played each other in Barcelona... Back in February, we had a one-point win for for the home team, for Barcelona. With Fenerbahce coming back from a 13-point deficit in the fourth quarter, where they scored 31 points. What do you think we can expect this time around?
1: I think we can expect a very good game. I think these two teams, along with Olympiakos, are the three teams that play the best basketball in EuroLeague on both sides of the court. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting, man. Like you said, uh, Barcelona won at home. So I think Fenerbahce should win this game, but I'm going to stick to my gut. And like we talked about on the last episode, uh, I picked Barcelona to win it all. And we discussed this matchup specifically. And I said that Barcelona would have the two best players on the floor in Sadaransky and Mirotić. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my word and I'm going to pick Barcelona to win this game. But I think it's going to be a very good game. I think it could, it could go either way. But yeah, I'm going to go Barcelona.
0: I hate that uh, that I am agreeing with you because I really <laughs> wanted to go against you on this one. I just think that Bar- Barcelona is playing very well. We have seen Fenerbahce playing very well as well. But Fenerbahce is incorporating two players in their... Well, Bialica has been with them the whole season, but he's getting back to play now. Dorsey is a new piece and I think uh, Barcelona having like better dynamics and being playing very well right now gives them some advantage in this particular matchup. Also the, the fatigue thing that we were just speaking about I think it might influence more uh, more Fenerbahce with a player like Pialice recovering from injury. I don't know until what point he will be limited and uh, I think that Barcelona depth might also give them some, some edge here and uh, I'm favoring them to, to Get this win as well, but it will be a must-watch game for sure, and a game that uh, we and our listeners don't won't want to miss. Next, I game, have a question uh, for you. Tell me, go ahead.
1: Uh, what game do you think is going to be a better game, Olympiakos versus Barcelona or Fenerbahce versus Barcelona?
0: Dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I want to say Fenerbahce versus Barcelona, but. I don't think so. I think I think this time it will be Olympiacos versus Barcelona because okay. we have Olympiacos wanting to bounce back, and I'm believing that. Um, they will come into this game with Barcelona with everything and uh, it will be a very high-level game. And since I don't see Yasikovic pushing Barcelona too far and to do their very best to, to get this win, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm certain that they want to win this win. I just don't see him changing his rotations and his ways in a regular season game. So I think Olympiacos will have a chance to compete for this game and they will be extra motivated, more than I expect Barcelona to be. On the second hand of the doubleheader, I wonder about where teams will be, With uh, like we just spoke with Bielica coming out of injury, with Fenerbahce adding some new pieces to their puzzle. And uh, while I think both will be very competitive, I am... I am going I am leaning Olympiacos to be the more interesting one and the more competitive one. Do you agree or you disagree with me?
1: I mean, kind of like pick your poison here because yeah. It is <laughs> such two two great games to watch. Uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't like to agree with you, but I I think I have to because I think Olympiacos in Barcelona is going to be such an amazing game and uh, I can watch I can't wait to to watch that matchup between Vesenkov and Mirotić, I think that's going to be the matchup of the week for me. So yeah, I'm also going to go with Olympiakos and Barcelona.
0: Yeah, and we we have had this debate, and we are both in agreement that um, uh, Satoranski and um, and um, Mirotić might be the two best players in any given matchup in Euroleague games. But yeah. I do think that Olympiakos <laughs> actually have the best answers for them, and while they I agree. Can while they can still be the 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 two best players in the game, I see up and Sasha giving them trouble, and it's it's just a very intriguing matchup between those two teams as well, in a way, and. Uh, I'm playing the motiv- motivational angle here, and that's why I think I'm leaning to that Olympiacos game to, to be the best one. But let's continue. And next game, uh, it's a game that I expect to be very entertaining between Paratinaikos and Red Star. Red Star heading to this doubleheader is in 13th place with 11 wins and 15 losses. They need to get wins if they want to keep dreaming about making it to the playoffs, but Paratinaikos playing at home will certainly put up a fight. Even if their playoff aspirations are crushed at this moment, they for sure are the type of team that will try to win each game that they play for, especially in front of their home crowd. Paratinaikos lost uh, their last five games heading into this doubleheader, while Red Star lost six out of their seven games. Both teams are struggling at the moment. What side would you pick? I am predicting a very competitive one and it's been hard for me to go against the, the home team here. But I know that Red Star is the team that have a higher motivation to win this game and it's a game that they really need. Which side are you leaning to? Yeah, uh,
1: I have to agree with you again. Uh, I think Red Star is going to come up with a a sense of urgency uh, because they really need it. They, they have to win games. They, they fall back. Way too much in these last games, and with Campazo back, they are expected to start winning. and I think this is a good game for them because I think they can have a a favorable matchup against Panathinaikos. Uh, Panathinaikos also has small guards, so I think Red Star can can uh, adjust to that. Uh, And they're not gonna, it's not gonna be uh, mismatches on, on that end, I don't think, and then they could they can go they are a bigger team than panathinaikos uh, in terms of the front court uh, i think petrovsev uh, just like we said for Efez, if they can get papajannis in some type of foul trouble i think they can dominate this game so i'm expecting the win from red star i think they, they got to push the pace uh, now with Campazo more than ever and i think they're going to get a win but it's obviously it's going to be very tough because Panathinaikos at home is always a good thing.
0: you were you're mentioning him, and uh, I was I think that Papa Giannis might give some trouble to, to Red Star front court on this game as well so on the on the other side. While they need to go at him, and uh, if they are able to take him out of the game, Panathinaikos will be in trouble. I also think that on the other side, Red Star might have some some struggles to to stop him.
1: Yeah, I think- you're right about that, but uh, but Red Star has like has more options. You know, like yeah, yeah. Petrosev, Kuzmich, uh, Bentil.
0: Asan I, I Martin as well.
1: Asan Martin, yeah. Yep. They can just throw different bodies at him yep. and make him work. And I just think that's where they have that advantage.
0: Yeah, it's it's the the unbalanced between the uh, both sides like uh, while i think papa Giannis can cause them trouble they they will have more options they won't have problems if they go into fall trouble because they don't uh, lose that much if one of those players get into foul trouble they are still able to compete and be competent inside of the, the in the in the court and in their offense with any of those players so i, I do favor red star in that sense but uh, I just think that uh, Paratiniacus will come into this game punching and wanting to get a win in front of their home crowd, especially after the the recent news of the decrease of uh, attendance in the in one of the the best arenas of Euroleague. They for sure will want to give the the fans something to cheer for, and that's why it's it's hard for me to 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 not. Uh, to, to go against them on this game but it will f- for sure be an interesting game to watch and uh, those will be the, the matchups I will also be tracking and I'm also very intrigued about let's uh, move on to the last game, last but uh, certainly not least in points scored, Monaco will be visiting Basconia. 7 against 5th, Basconia with the best offense with 86.4 points per game, Monaco with 83.3 points per game scored ranked 6th in offense in this edition of the EuroLeague. Last time around, Monaco won at home 79-74. Besides this being, or what I expect to be, a high-scoring game, what matchups will you be tracking on this uh, mega Diogvalent matchup of the round 28?
1: (laughs) Every guard available in that game (laughs) will be my (laughs) matchup. No, but uh, on a serious note though, uh, I think Mike James and Marcus Howard Uh, is the most expected matchup. And I think that has the potential to be the best matchup. Um, If Mike James was playing the two and Jordan Lloyd at the one, I could pick Jordan Lloyd and Darius Thompson because I think they play more of a facilitating role while Mike James and Marcus Howard are scorers, even though they can facilitate. But either way, uh, I think that's going to be very exciting. All of those guards... Uh, Both teams like to to shoot. They like to play fast. Uh, I just think Monaco uh, has a better chance at playing a good defensive game because even though they're not a great defensive team, they have some pieces that play very good defense like John Brown, Moneke. So I think in the end, Monaco uh, is able to have more consistency and I think Monaco is going to win this game. But it's going to be very tough.
0: We know that these teams... In any given night, they can outscore anyone, and uh, I won't be surprised if Pasconi wins. But I think this is one of those situations, and we were discussing this when we were ranking teams and speaking about who are the favorites. Monaco has a very good team, but their front court and their wings. They have good players, they are just not at the level of the top teams, those good players. But when you, you come down a level and you are speaking about the other teams below them in the standings, this is kind of the, the perfect situation. They will have the probably the best player on the floor and these other players that are good players, they will be as good or better than their or their opponents. I can see Monte Yunus dominating inside against Basconium, John Brown can be an effective defensive presence against Basconium. The wings, Diallo, even uh, Moneca, can be. It's, it will be an easier game for them against the Basconium wings. It, it, I just think that Monaco is in between. They are clearly superior than these teams that are below them on the standings, but not quite at the level of, of the top teams. And I, I wonder if you agree with me on this. I um, do,
1: I do. Uh, earlier in the season, I was super high on Monaco, and uh, I had them as a Final Four team.
0: And you had uh, good reasons for that. They are, they are playing yeah, very well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but now, um, I think they they had some losses that they shouldn't have, and they fell back. And I, I think that if they are not able to get home court advantage, uh, I think it's going to be really hard for them to be able to make it to the Final Four. Uh, so, we're going to have to see how that goes, but they're still a very good team, and they could beat anybody, but I just don't think they would be favorites against those other top four.
0: Yeah, having to to play most of the playoff games on the road against Fenerbahce, Olympiacos, Barcelona, Real Madrid, will be extremely hard for them. In all of those matchups, I don't think they have the enough ta- This it's hard to say for a team that as good as Monaco, but mm-hmm. I think the they are a slight level below those. They are like one. in their front court away from being able to actually compete there. But uh, I think that they are slightly ahead of teams like Pasconium. I expect this to be a very good game, but I'm also... Favoring them, and uh, I think it will be a very entertaining way and a very good way to to end this uh, doubleheader with a game that we expect to be a very high-scoring game. This was another European hoops episode. Make sure you guys tune in Friday, where we will be recapping all the action of Round 27. The games happening on Tuesday and Wednesday. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes and follow us on Twitter at Ethos AeroLeague. There we will be bringing you any news that break about the competition, our daily picks, must-watch games, injury reports, and our threads in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre and I'll be seeing you guys soon.
1: Bye guys. See you all next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?